So if you've never seen that movie before, that was a clip from the movie Top Gun Maverick, a sequel to the classic Top Gun. In the movie, Maverick is asked to teach an elite team of flyers to bomb an unsanctioned uranium plant, flying at a lower altitude than any fighter pilot has ever flown before, while flying faster than any fighter pilot has ever flown before. The plant sits deep in a depression at the end of a canyon and is defended by surface-to-air missiles and fifth-generation fighter pilots, a suicide mission that has never been done before. What you may not know is one of the U.S. Navy's most elite fighter pilots for 10 years. Her name is Amy Heflin, and she's shown here in the middle, and she's from Lubbock. She's a stunt flyer in the movie. She's a stunt flyer for the actress Monica Barbero, call sign Phoenix, in the movie. She does all of her low-level flying and her mountain flying in the movie. On Saturday is International Women in Science Day, and I can't think of a better example right now than Amy Heflin. And she would tell you that when she was in elementary school, she once told her elementary teacher that she wanted to go to the Air Force and be an Air Force pilot. And her teacher told her, I don't know if that's for girls. And that fueled her fire and propelled her career. She would also tell you that in the movie, very little of the flying is computer generated. It's all real people flying real airplanes, pulling real Gs, real speed. Let's rewind in time a little bit back to 1897 and look at another well-known influential woman in science. In fact, when I think of influential women in science, there are very few people that come to mind before Amelia Earhart. This is the OG Top Gun right here. Born in Kansas in 1897, later nicknamed Lucky Lindy, she was the 16th woman to receive a pilot's license. On her 25th birthday, she purchased a Kinner Airster for $2,000 and named it the Canary because it was bright yellow. June 17, 1928, she became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. The trip took 15 hours and 40 minutes. It was riddled with problems, however. The wings iced over, her controls failed, and she almost crashed into the Atlantic. She later said about her trip, in soloing, as in other activities, it is far easier to start something than it is to finish it. Later, she became the first person, man or woman, to fly across the Pacific and enjoyed a cup of hot chocolate and a can of tomato soup on the way. She later said it was the best cup of hot chocolate of her life. Flying across the Pacific, a feat that had never been done before. She quotes, The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life, and the procedure, the process, is its own reward. 33 years after Amelia Earhart's flight across the Atlantic, America would take air travel to a soaring new height, and 2021 marked the 60th anniversary of the first American mission into space. May 5, 1961, Alan Shepard, who started as a pilot, became the first American and second man into space when he launched a 15-minute suborbital flight above NASA's Freedom 7 aircraft. Later, as a commander of Apollo 14, he became the fifth astronaut to walk on the moon and the first to hit golf balls off the moon, something that had definitely never been done before. A little before that, though, eight years, before, eight years after Freedom 7, Neil Armstrong would prepare to take the first walk on the moon as part of the Apollo 11 mission. And he carried pieces, boards, from the 1903 Wright Flyer, the first successful airplane, with him in the rocket ship to commemorate the two greatest flying achievements of all time together. He stated, humans have a finite number of heartbeats, and I don't intend on wasting any of mine.
The moon, never before explored, was now within reach. For many, air travel, followed by space travel, were vast frontiers waiting to be explored. In 1990, scientists would shift focus to an ultimately smaller, yet astronomically important, new frontier, and in 1990, the Human Genome Project began. The goal was to fully sequence the human genome. That's 3 billion DNA base pairs. That's 3,000 million. If you were to start counting the base pairs in your genome one by one starting tomorrow at a, weight, at a rate of 100 per minute, you would reach the end in about 57 years. And if you were to stretch the DNA of one person, all the DNA in their cells out in a straight line, it would reach from here to the sun and back 30 times. The Human Genome Project ran from 1990 to 2003, and 2003 produced the first human genome sequence that accounted for 90% of the human genome. March 31st, 2022, just recently, was the first truly complete human genome that was released, and some scientists have called this feat greater than going to the moon. You may not know Francis Collins, pictured here in the picture. He is known for many things. His life accomplishments include identifying the genes that cause Huntington's disease and cystic fibrosis, director of the National Institute of Health, the National Human Genome Research Institute, and head of the Human Genome Project. What you may not know about him, and what you oftentimes won't hear in mass media, is that he's a Christian. He wasn't always a Christian. He became a Christian when studying science in medical school. One of the top scientists and researchers in the country could not deny the existence of a creator when studying science. He quotes, If you see God as the creator of the universe in all of its amazing complexity, diversity, and awesome beauty, then science, which is, of course, a means of exploring nature, also becomes a means of exploring God's creative abilities. He won the Templeton Prize in 2020, which has been called by some the equivalent of a Nobel Prize for religion, and quoted, the God of the Bible is also the God of the genome. He can be worshipped in the cathedral or in the laboratory. His creation is majestic, awesome, intricate, and beautiful. Sequencing the human genome, a feat that had never been done before. I can think of another never been done before. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age." This great commission led the apostles to spread Christianity from Jerusalem to Damascus to Antioch to Asia Minor to Greece and finally to Rome. Columbus Stewart, a historian at St. John's Abbey in Minnesota, once said, The apostles were the movement's cutting edge, spreading the message across the vast trade network of the ancient world and leaving small Christian communities in their paths. To study the lives of the apostles is a bit like we've been doing with the Hubble telescope getting as close as we can to seeing these earliest galaxies. What is your never been done before? How will it shape your tomorrow? There was a time when a woman working in science had never been done before. Neil Armstrong once said, 
I guess we all like to be recognized, not for one piece of fireworks, but for the ledger of our daily work. In our life, we will face many never-been-done-befores. Never have I skipped a class. Never have I stayed up all night to study for an exam. Never have I had to put on makeup and sing on a stage in front of hundreds of people. Maybe you're thinking, never have I asked that cute girl in chapel out. Never have I lived on my own. Never have I had to put myself out there to make new friends. Never have I had to leave the comfort of university in pursuit of my career. Never have I sat in a doctor's office and heard a diagnosis I did not want to hear. Never have I walked through the pain of sorrow and death. Never have I faced anxiety and depression head on. Never have I wrestled with the real, raw questions of my faith. Never have I accepted faith until I am faced with it. Some never-been-done-befores are filled with brimming promise, like a new scientific discovery, and some are filled with great fear, like a command to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Tomorrow you may not pilot a new aircraft, be the first to fly across the Pacific, step out into the vastness of space, or break through a barrier of medical research. Whether your tomorrow is great and unmistakable, or small yet astronomically important, your tomorrow has never been done before, and you are the only person who can do it. You have a choice each day to let your paper tigers stand in the way, or to step out in hope and to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. You're dismissed.